This is Generation Green's Wildflower Project, the podcast that starts conversations to create connections on this journey we're all doing called life. Together, we can grow through what we go through and bloom in spite of it all. So let's be like wildflowers and see where the wind blows us. Hello and welcome back to the Wildflower Project. I'm your host, Sherry Sobey, and I'm here with my co-host, Allison Gilbert. Hello. Hello. And we have the extreme pleasure of uh, having a very, very special guest here today. Uh, Her name is Lisa Scrivens. Uh, For those of you that may not have heard of her, I don't know where you've been. Um, Kind of a celebrity here in Winnipeg, but uh, she is a Canadian medium. Now, do you say, hello, Lisa. Hello, first of all. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good. Do you say medium or do you say psychic medium? Um, I say medium, but medium. some people will say psychic because it just gives you a better idea of who I am because some people don't know what a medium is. Yes. And I want you to kind of say this because even when I'm thinking about how to introduce you, I think you're going to say it best about who you are and what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. when I think psychic, I think that's somebody that can predict the future or mm-hmm. uh something like that, where I think medium is kind of like you're channeling. Mm-hmm. So what my understanding is, is that you can talk to spirit. I sure can. Yeah, I got goosebumps <laughs> just in saying that. Um, so a psychic is somebody past, present, future. A medium is somebody who can have direct communication with the other side. So people that have crossed over, transitioned, uh, passed away, kind of all those words. Um, and they're residing in a place that I like to call heaven so that people can really understand or conceptualize that. Um, but it is a different reality and it's beautiful and I want to be able to reach as many people as I can to spread this, I would say, evidence and proof that life exists after this life. Yes. And so, but it's not to say that your loved ones on the other side can't tell you stuff about your past, present and future. So there's kind of this little mix, you know, when I'm doing a reading, they might say some stuff that happened when they were still alive. They also might talk about your life like here and now. So things that are happening just because they want you to know that they're still around you. And they may talk a little bit about your future if you're kind of standing at a crossroads. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, I mean, I think for a lot of people, and I think Allison definitely can, you know, has said this and has, has speaks really highly about this and just the comfort, right, Allison, mm-hmm. would you not say yeah. that you get? Because you're so desperately looking for that at, yeah. in those mm-hmm. moments, right? Yeah, I called Lisa my lifesaver on many occasions. Mm-hmm. I still say it. Um, for anybody listening who didn't hear the last podcast, um, I lost my daughter, Amy, five years ago, which it is not lost on me, Lisa, that this interview is happening one week before her fifth death anniversary. Oh, wow. It is not lost on me. I just find it ironic that it's Mm -hmm. all coming together. All coming together the way it is. And um, it's, uh, yeah, you you were my lifeline. And I I just needed to know where my daughter was. I needed to know that she was okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not a religious person, but I feel that I'm a very spiritual person. Yeah. In other words, I have nothing, I I respect everybody's beliefs and you do what you need to do and what Mm -hmm. you feel and what you believe is yours. Yeah. But I don't believe in organized religion, but I believe, like you say, there is far more out there afterwards than meets the eye. And so I needed, I needed to hear from my daughter and 
Mm-hmm. She's come through loud and clear on many occasions. Yeah. And I think the real neat thing about mediumship is that there's actual proof. And that's different than a lot of different um, religions or spiritualities. Um, the mediumship, it's like well, the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love about it is because we're not asking people to like blindly follow we're asking people to just keep their minds open and really listen to what is happening and I remember I do remember the first time Amy came through it was uh, during a show called Heaven for the Holidays and I was walking down an aisle and I immediately stopped and I actually said like is there Amy and then I said Jordan you said Jordan first and nobody in the audience said a word and Lisa always says it could be you do you know a Jordan alive or past because they could be saying is you know talking to a Jordan yeah nobody said a word out of what 300 people yeah and I looked to my daughter Brooklyn who was with me and I said do you think middle names count and then she right away said or the name Amy and I went holy crap are you kidding no so she actually said Amy Jordan and it wasn't like I remember you're about five people away from me we were like, in the middle of the so room, yeah. they were in the middle of an audience and I was walking down the aisle so I was almost right at their row so it wasn't like I was standing at the you know standing in kind of what I would call fishing for uh information I was right next to her there was maybe about five people between you yeah and for her to say you know her middle name and her first name that's amazing yeah, I just yeah. had the hair on my arm stand up. And um, that stuff happens every day. Wow. Okay, so yeah. just tell me, when did this start for you? Like, mm-hmm. did you take a course in it? Or no, yeah. I don't think so, right? I always you say just... I'm a medium school dropout. Okay, okay. <laughs> I never do well in those medium schools. Anyway, <laughs> um, so when I was three years old, I could see and sense spirit. Lots of kids can, actually. I mean, I think most of us, if we opened our minds, we could have some communication with the other side. But it was something that ran in my family. My mom would talk about um, seeing her grandfather at the foot of her bed. And my grandmother would kind of teach me about that our family could see people from the other side. But it wasn't until I was in my like teenage years that I started like bringing intuitive cards to my friends birthday parties and I'd be like I'll read your cards for your birthday and uh, so I just did a little bit of psychic work and then I actually uh, decided to become a social worker and I worked in social services for 16 years kind of minding my own business had you know two children um, doing my own thing and then uh, May 2012 I was driving in my car and uh, it was the most profound experience in my life at that point I've had many since then and my grandmother who's deceased appeared to me in my car and she said to me Lisa it's time for you to do this with your life and I was like are you kidding me like I've got a job I've got two kids I got a pension and benefits and Monday to Friday 8 30 to 4 30 I'm not leaving where I'm going (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. I had a really good social work job as far as I was concerned And then, um, so by this time I was kind of shaking and all the hair on my arms was standing up and I put my hand down on the, um, like the, the console. Yeah. And I felt like her warm hand, like touch my hand. And I was like, Oh my God, like it's really her. And then she said to me, if you don't believe me, take my picture. 
So I took my iPhone and I started clicking the passenger seat. And when I got home, I was like shaking. I didn't look at my phone until I got home. I started like flicking through the photos. There's about 25 photos there. And I was like pinching it kind of like you pinch your phone and you try to see yeah. like do I see anything and I got to the very last photo and there was like literally a beam of light like it looked like Star Trek or something just shining right through the passenger seat and then I started to notice um that my ability to sense spirit was like it went from like one to a hundred like I could just sense spirit all the time wow. around me so I kind of was like okay I'm going to honor my grandmother and I'm going to do this one day a month. So how'd that work out for so, you? Yeah. <laughs> so I basically rented a room out of a little hair salon in Corden. Uh, for, and I just like, you know, called this lady off Kijiji and I'm like, I only need it one day a month. And she was like, it's $40. I'm like, done. Like, I'll give you $40 and I'll rent this thing. And so I rented this room, you know, set my little cards up. Like by the, I was still reading intuitive cards because it was something to like hold on to kind of thing. And, uh, and then the very first day I had eight people come, like, which is odd because, like now that I'm in the city, like if nobody knew who you were, why would eight people come your very first day? Mm-hmm. So I, I booked my first day and eight people came and that's really how my business was built. So those eight people went, you know, and told everybody, oh my gosh, there's this lady who, who knew all these things. It was so easy for me. I could just sit across from a person and tell them their whole life and who the, who was with them and they were just like blown away and it blew me away too like and I still get amazed like every single day so it doesn't get old for me really and uh so from there it kind of went to two days a month and then four and then I did some evenings and I was doing some home parties and then it just got so big so fast so within the year I left my job as a social worker and then I started doing it full time and then so that was 2013 and so now um so since then I've been doing live events so I've probably done over 250 live events I have literally the longest wait list of any medium in North America yeah I've heard it's like two years mm, well it's, four, isn't it's it? about four yeah. I mean we have a lottery system but there are people that have been waiting three or four years so it's it wow. sits around about 6,700 people right now Okay, and stop for one sec. Just think about that, eh? I mean, these are people that are, you know, just needing to connect, needing yeah, mm-hmm. to feel some kind of comfort. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just, yeah, that's a lot of people. That, that's a lot of people. But you know what? I find different ways of connecting with people because I can't possibly get through mm. everybody. And um, so uh, I have a Facebook group that I've started to help connect people. I have Instagram and all that. And I actually get on it and really connect with people there. Um, I do day-long workshops in which I spend a whole day with certain groups of people. So like, let's say people that have lost their children so I'll spend a whole day with parents or people that have lost their partner and I'll spend a full day with them and it will part of the day is for them to learn uh, how to use their intuition and how to connect for themselves and the other part of the day they get a reading so there's lots of different ways to connect with me and my goal in my life is to connect with as many people as I can Wow. And so that's my goal. And the reason is, is I, I just have this passion and it's like a burning passion because we all have our passions in our life to have people 
see the power of spirit and believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm it sure like that... drives me from the moment I get up until I go to bed at night. Really? Mm-hmm. So do you get drained from it? Like, do mm-hmm. you get like to the point where it's like, leave me alone? Like, can you turn it off? I can turn it off. Okay. So most of the time when I'm not working, I can't sense spirit. I just kind of shut it down. I kind of like say I'm like shutting down the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when I'm in Walmart or Costco or whatever, you'll I'll feel them kind of brush against me or kind of play with the back of my hair. Um, for the most part, though, I try to live like, you know, people leave their work at work and I feel like I do enough connecting and working that I still need some time for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's an important part of what I do is actually taking care of me, too, because they it really could drain me if I even though I have this passion, I also have to take care of myself so I can continue to be here for other people. I think that's important. That was my next question, too, is how do you look after you? Because it's not just Mm -hmm. it's not just spirits that are always like tapping you on the shoulder. Yeah. You've got a lot of I was one of them. Yeah. You've got a lot of sadness in front of you. You've got devastation. You've got weeping, devastated parents, Mm -hmm. spouses, friends, you know, people who have lost them. That's, that's a, that takes its toll on anybody. I can't watch a movie without crying. So, I mean, um, how do you deal with you? I have a good therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And we had this conversation not long ago. We think everyone in the world should have one. Oh yeah. I'm a huge advocate for it. Yeah. Yeah. The world needs therapy. Well, and um, the the truth is I do lots of different things. So I meditate every day. Uh, I do floating. So there's float tanks Mm -hmm. involved. Um, I play crystal singing bowls. I have a whole set in my house, which are really cool. Wow. And so I play those on a regular basis. I play with my kids. Mm-hmm. I have lots of fun and I have really good friendships and people that really support me. So it's good. Um, I get help when I need it in regards to like help around the house and like, you know, I, I think just that's do, key, right? Is I just, I get the world to kind of support me so that I can do my mission. Yeah. You need to be able to ask for the help, though. And so many people don't, they try to keep it to themselves. I can do this. true. I always ask for the help that I need. Mm -hmm. Very wise. People, you know, I think of it this way. When somebody asks me for help, I want to help them. There's something in my heart that really wants that. And so I can do the same and ask for help. And those people really want to help me, too. So That's true. It's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, no. it feels good to help, right? Absolutely. So you're giving those people a gift by allowing them to help you. True. It's a very good way of looking at Never it. Never thought about it like that either. No. Yeah. See, I told you she was wise. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, I've had a hard time asking for help. Yeah, I've, same I've here. been pretty independent, yeah. pretty strong-willed that way. It's like, I can do it. I can take care of myself. I can, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I never thought about it that way. Yeah. That sometimes yeah. Uh, it makes them feel good to Well, to think to about you. how good it is to help others. Mm-hmm. you got to give people that gift to help you. Yeah. But with you and with your gift here, mm-hmm. I mean, because it, it is obviously a gift. I think so. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I don't know how many of us would love to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was something you had done, Allison, that Lisa offers where you do try to get people to tap into that. Yeah, it was one of, that was what I talked about the last time. That was one of the the other things too, is mm-hmm. Lisa mentioned to me on my very first reading that... Uh, Oftentimes we get to see her, not because we're on a wait list, but because our loved one knows 
and somehow gets us through and gets us to the top of the list through whatever means. Mm-hmm. And mine was an appointment appeared online that didn't exist, but you honored it because yeah. I emailed saying I can't get my credit card to work. Here's the two dates that I picked, but I can't get my credit card. And you said, well, there are no two dates, but that means you're supposed to come see us. Yeah. Is that really how it happened? Yeah, that's how I first got to oh, see you. Oh, wow. And then for Amy's 25th birthday, I mentioned this. I'm repeating myself because I said this in my last podcast, but for Amy's 25th birthday, birthdays were huge to her and they were big to me because of I knew how much this would be a big one for her. I knew she'd love her 25th. She'd make a big deal of it. She'd expect a big deal. And I spent the Sunday before her birthday, which was on a Friday, sobbing and screaming and yelling I was mad at her for not fighting hard enough to live I was mad at the world I was hating the man that killed her I was just like in a rage and I said I just want to spend the day with you and the next day I went to work and a friend of mine who also has seen you on a few occasions said did you see Lisa's email and I went no and it was spend the day with Lisa Scrivens learning how to connect with your loved ones and uh, so I waited an hour and a half to book it because I didn't think I have any gifts so why would I take this course Mm -hmm. and my friend said book it so I went in there and I did and your receptionist at the time or your assistant at the time said to me we had so many people trying to book and they were having such a hard time booking and they couldn't book it but yours went through (laughs) so just meant to be Amy again And the reading was on September the 18th, which was Amy's 25th birthday. So my begging her to spend her, my birth, like her birthday with her, I did. I spent it with her through you. That's That's beautiful. Yep. That is like So it ended up being like on her birthday. It was on her birthday. It was September the 18th from nine to four. And I just was in awe the entire yeah, that you managed to get in. Yeah, yeah that's magic happening on a, it is. On a different it's, level, it's, right? Yeah, it's not even, It's I don't even know it was magic. Yeah, magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's, I knew it was her. She did that. She arranged the whole thing, especially when your assistant said a few other yeah. people had called in trying to book it, saying they were having trouble. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. So yeah. what about, like, has there ever been an opportunity where you just can't connect with somebody that even though somebody mm-hmm. is, like, hoping you can... Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while it does. And I would say, like, you know, when you call somebody and they answer the phone nine times out of ten, there might be a time where they don't answer the phone. And, you know, we all have lives in the afterlife, so we get busy. Um, I would say it probably happens about once a year. Really? So... So you can just call them up. Like, what do you have to do something yes, to prepare? I do. I sit in a meditation. It's about a half an hour, and it's opening up all the chakras, not mm-hmm. to get too spiritual, but um, and uh, and it's a sound meditation. And then once that's done, then I'm ready to go. And then at the end of the day, I kind of close up and ground. And mm-hmm. and so what it actually does is raise my vibration to a point where I can hear them. So it's kind of like tuning into a radio. And they have to lower their vibration because they're vibrating. Their energy is vibrating too fast and too high. And once they learn how to do that, it's really easy for me. But 
hard for, I'm sure, other people. Yeah. And I remember being in the in the group session um, mm-hmm. with Allison. And I remember you, you know, you, you spent a lot of time, you were scribbling things, drawing yeah. things. Yeah. Sometimes you were smelling things, right? Yeah. There's different ways that it all comes through. Yeah. So, um, so there's all these different ways that things come through. So I'm seeing things, like kind of like I'm watching a movie. Sometimes I'm hearing things, uh, tasting things. Like the other day I was reading this family and all of a sudden I taste dill pickles in my mouth and I guess their loved one (laughs) loved to drink pickle juice. Seriously. So they were like, that's dad. Dad drinks pickle juice. (laughs) And it was a thing. They would always leave him the pickle juice. That is so funny. And so it was like a thing or a joke they had. So he had me taste pickle juice in my mouth, you know, and, um, just stuff like that happens every day. I had a lady the other day and all of a sudden I had like all these pigs around me and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, like, why do I have all these pigs? And she worked for some kind of pork company or pork association. Oh my goodness. And so I was like, oh, your husband's showing me pigs. So, wow. Yeah. So it's, um, there's some pretty amazing stuff that happens and it like literally happens every day. So, you know, there could be um, somebody, say you're there and your child's at home having, you know, with a babysitter. Sometimes your loved ones can even say what your child's doing while you're wow. sitting there getting the reading. Like, stuff like that happens. It's just amazing. It blows me away. Yeah, it's blowing me away just, like, imagining yeah. it. Like, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a real gift. And I think that's why, like, when you're saying there's lots of sadness and... I think that part counteracts it for me. So it's a good balance. So it's a good balance. The part that it's like, yes, like these people got the validation and the proof that they needed. And sometimes that's all you need. Mm -hmm. It makes your heart a little lighter and that you can finally believe that your person is on the other side. That is absolutely true because from the day I saw you, that was my turning point. That was several months after Amy had died. Yeah. And that was my turning point yeah. in my grief journey. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it was over by a long shot. It never will be. Mm-hmm. But it was it was the sink or swim. Yeah. I, I, I tread water a little higher that day. And, yeah. and it's been a little bit more ever since because yeah, I just, just had proof. Sometimes it, it just gives you that like, okay, they're okay over there. And I'm going to... It just takes a little bit of the edge off the yeah. grief. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think even even if you haven't, you know, lost somebody, I think there's always that question, you know, in your mind and you know, you're you're constantly second guessing it and and again, I'm I'm not really one that followed a, a specific religion and would consider myself spiritual as well. Um, but it, it was a long struggle for me for, a, 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 like for many, many years where I kept questioning things and validity of things and, you know, really wanted answers. And mm-hmm. just for that, like to know that there's more after this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, this can't be for nothing. I'm not doing all this for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I, it just, it didn't feel right in saying there wasn't, mm-hmm. but it's like, can I have some proof here, please? Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it definitely in that one session, I mean, there was things there that you were saying that were like, holy mackerel, like there really is another, another place, you know, like, like she's really talking to her. And mm-hmm. for me, I was just like blown away with that. Cause I was pretty skeptic. 
Yeah. And I'm sure you deal with a lot of skeptics. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's definitely one where it's like, okay, I'm just going to wait and see what happens here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you, when, the, when you saw certain things, like I remember it was about Amy having a brain bleed, like you were seeing something like that. And then that feeling of flying through the air and, you know, those things is like, okay, there's no way, like, mm-hmm. she could just know that, like, what that got, is so specific. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what got me was that the most skeptic person in that entire room was my girlfriend, who was Amy's Auntie Kelly, and she, I think she was probably the most skeptical, mm-hmm. and she was the one that I felt badly at the end of the session, because I felt like she got picked on a little bit, mm. because her nephew, or sorry, oh, her cousin yes. came through at the very, very beginning, even before Amy did, and he had been, he had killed himself with a, with a shotgun. I mean, I was expecting, I said this before too, when I came to see you, I was skeptical as well, even though I believe in this. Sure. But I was still, I didn't know you, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So who am I going to? I'm skeptical. I'm going to test you. So I even think I came in using my uh, my husband's last name, not my own, because I don't yeah. want you to know. <laughs> I, I just, I needed to know. And, uh, and it was so funny because the first person who came through, I, I'm expecting you to say heart attacks or cancer because everybody knows somebody who's died of that, right? This is the mm-hmm. skeptical part of me, but no. A 22-year-old or 21-year-old, I can't remember what you said, um, and you named him, you named him, bang on, you called his name, <laughs> and who killed himself, and it was with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the details were yeah, were minute. Yeah. They were minute. And, and I think that like, the incredible part about that is when you come in in a group reading, you're only booking under one name. Yes. So let's just say that, and you booked under whatever... A f- fake name yeah. or whatever and then so I don't know who's going to be in the group with you exactly. you can bring eight unrelated people or yeah. six unrelated people I have no idea who those people are sitting yeah. in the waiting room and that's what I love about group readings and I just have a funny story about like names and um so I had um this lady write me one day and she said um I can't make my appointment tomorrow I'm sending my husband because I think he could use this. Do you need me to tell you anything about him? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no. 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 (laughs) And sometimes I think to myself, right? Like, it was like, do you need to know anything about him? Because, like, she was thinking this better be good, right? Like, she's sending him. And I just said, no, actually, I don't need to know anything about him. I don't even need his name. And oh, very often so people will book the appointment and then send other people. Like they'll have people that they know really need the appointment. Yeah. So somebody will different will come in. Right. And you know what? You can book it under John Smith. It doesn't matter. Like to me, I mean, the reason we need the name is if I have to cancel or if something right. happens, I actually need to like, contact you know, you. contact you yeah. But yeah. Uh, or my administrative assistant. But actually, and this is even more of a thing. I don't know. I don't look at my schedule during the day. I just walk out to the waiting room mm-hmm. and whoever's sitting there is like, oh, are you here for Lisa Scrivens? Okay, come on in. Like, mm. I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, I don't need to know. Because- I felt like it was validation though. Yeah. I felt like it was almost like um, this young man yeah. spirit and Amy had kind of sat down and chatted and, my, and Amy had said, she's not going to buy any of this, so you go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And then yeah. Bring, Kelly actually got called out too, remember? Oh, she did. Amy picked on her yes. terribly. Yeah, called her oh, out no. on something that she had been hiding. It was it something about a car accident, yeah. wasn't it? Because she felt so guilty because of this, right? Like it all came out and it was like, it was like oh my You weren't gosh. paying attention when you were driving, were you? Yeah. Kelly's just going first gray. Yeah, because she hadn't she shared went, this with you even. And then she, she didn't share it with anybody other than Autopack. She said not her family, nobody. Yeah. yeah. And because she had been distracted... Yeah. Well, she was like, she was just, she bumped into a car or something and uh, into a parked car. And so she, and yeah. Amy called her out on it. And then she called her out on her health. She called her he- out on a problem with her knee and her ears. And it was like, stop picking on her already. Yeah. Amy. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, and for me, I always say to people, like, I don't have anything to prove because, um, you know, it's not about believing in me. Uh, it's, you know, spirit wants you to believe. And it's okay if people are skeptical. Uh, it's okay if they don't believe because I don't believe everything that everybody tells me to. Right. So there is room for people that are skeptical and room for non-believers. And I'm okay with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, if people come in and for whatever reason they stay not believing because, you know, the truth is some people will come, you know, somebody will come to my door and ask me to believe something. And to, to be honest, no matter what they say, I'm not going to believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I extend the same courtesy to other people because sometimes it doesn't matter what you say. They're going to find a reason to not believe. Right. Right. So, yeah, like that I really have time to look up people yeah I really don't I barely and have how could you? I have two children I don't have time to pee yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and how could you look up like you say when you're getting a, you're getting a group session come in with one person's name you don't know who the other people are right and they're sitting in front of you how yeah. are you getting this information yeah, right. yeah. I don't know there's it's and yeah. but that's kind of the you know that's the amazing part about mediumship it's yeah. just the part that I love so well, oh. you've taken it a step further too, and mm-hmm. you you like to give back wherever I possible, do. and you do wonderfully well at it. And I'm, are you still doing your? I think it was Fridays you dedicated to. Yeah, still doing, so I have you this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. So I got this really neat thing that I do, um, and I volunteer with palliative cancer patients. So uh, every Friday um, they come and I do energy work on them. So it's kind of like if people have heard of like Reiki or Healing Touch, it's kind of my own brand of it. I don't know. I've never really been taught just like the same as mediumship. And I work with people through their cancer diagnosis and into either a miracle, which happens, and also um, into their transition or their passing. And... In 2012, I had a lady, and her name is Mary, uh, because she's my inspiration. She wrote on my Facebook page, and she said to me, "Uh, Lisa, I really need to see you, but I don't have the time, and I don't have the money because I'm dying. And so I told her to come on in for a reading. I gave her a reading, and then I thought, you know, I want to see you again. And we just started talking. And so through that, she came to see me many times. And we started. I started having this inspiration that I needed to heal her with my hands. And so that's kind of how that started. And so at any given time, I have between like 7 and 12 clients. And, uh, and so I volunteer my Fridays. So I am really busy, but uh, I always take time to give back and... I've actually given back to the community every chance I can get. Wow. And so that's something that 
I don't really kind of advertise, but I think I was saying to my assistant the other day, I've been doing this for years. Like I probably give away, I don't know, 50 to 60 readings to all the different organizations in the city. Mm -hmm. Basically everybody kind of gets a a reading. I give it back, you know, every week. I mean, for a whole day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, so uh, in previous years, I've done a huge fundraiser for the Never Alone Foundation for about four years in a row. And this year, I'm doing a fundraiser um, for mental health. Mm. So uh, that's going to be on October 13th or October 12th. I'm not sure. It's a World Mental Health Day. And I'm just it's just in the works. So we haven't got all the details. Um, but it will be an event and it will go towards uh, mental health support. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that is, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I think that just really reinforces, uh, you know, when you talk about that, this is your passion and mm-hmm. you just really genuinely want to help people however Absolutely. you can. And I never even thought about that on uh, being someone that is going to be transitioning, uh, especially someone that's in palliative care and, you know, just how scary a time that is. And yeah. so the comfort that you could be bringing to them in that mm-hmm. moment, uh, hadn't thought about that either. Yeah. But I have to tell you, and this is the other thing that I want people to to believe is that miracles happen mm. and I've seen people come back from a very difficult diagnosis to now working I met one of your miracles yeah and so through this hands-on healing technique and I haven't been willing to talk about it so this is my first time publicly talking about it oh, well, and I will <laughs> I will um, is that through some of these times uh, there have been people that have had tumors either shrink or disappear through this work and I think I've always felt shy to talk about it mm-hmm. but it has happened and you know, they go back to work. So amazing. And it's, yeah, it's happened. And so when I work with people, when they come to me, I say, well, you know, it's not up to me, you know, what's going to happen, your life and what you're learning and everything is, is what it is. But I'm going to help you through this journey. And there's what the doctors say, but there's always room for miracles. Mm -hmm. And you have to walk down the path of both of those things through the miracle and also through the reality of things. And so if you can hold both in in each hand, then we can do this journey together. And it's beautiful. I've had beautiful moments. Oh, no kidding. I've worked with kids. My youngest little guy right now is seven. And, um, I, you know, I work, I'm working with a 40 year old mother right now with brain cancer. So just all these things. And, um, they give me as much as I give them because when you're dying and you know, you're dying, there's no time for pleasantries. There's only time for real, real connection and growth. So we just have these amazing moments together and my Fridays are like soul days for me. So amazing. Wow. Wow. I think, yeah, it's like so hard to like, just sit here just in awe. Like, uh, it's, it's just, you, and you can just feel that, that warmth yeah. and that genuineness from you too, like yeah. being around you. And I've seen you, yeah. um, at I am festival as well. And, and seeing people's reactions is like mm-hmm. amazing. And I've seen people, you know, just in tears because of that, that breaking down, like maybe they wish they had said something and you saying they know they knew they what have you that immediate comfort. It was just, I, I I saw a couple people like that where it's like, they just needed that so badly. And, uh, I just, uh, I'm so happy that you have this ability Mm -hmm. really. I mean, 
uh, I, yeah. I have like hardly words and I here. Think, <laughs> and uh, I'm just in I, awe. I think that, you know, you know, to be honest, I think sometimes mediums and psychics have bad names, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are, you know, scamming people or play, preying on people's vulnerabilities. And so there is kind of out there. And, you know, I've met some of those people. Yeah. So I know what people are talking about. Like, it's just, you know, they're out there to whatever. But it's like, you know, there are real people out there that are really doing this work and have, you know, the best you know interests of everybody like I read every letter that comes in to my office um every letter you know and I care about the people that come in and I think that's the difference like people know that like I don't just like it shows I don't just say that and um like I have integrity through my entire business and I think that's important too you know I was saying to my administrative assistant her name's Melanie hi Melanie she's probably gonna watch this (laughs) and I said Melanie I wonder if people even know like you know from the time they book an appointment to the time they see me and even after like how much how many safeguards I put in place so I know nothing about them Mm. but it's all behind the scenes and I'm like you know what nobody even knows that I like you know, cause I said to her, we should do like a little page called giving back so people can see like how much I give back to the community. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me forever to <laughs> put together. And I'm like, you know, I just think sometimes people are, are quick to judge and think, yeah. oh yeah, you know, she just wants money or whatever. But it's like, no, you know, like this is about like supporting me to support the world. Yeah. yeah. No. And I think anybody that could spend even five minutes with you, you can, yeah. you can feel that. Uh-huh. And, um, I mean, I, I've always felt like I had good, um, intuition and, and mm-hmm. good yeah. instincts on people. And I, I immediately felt that even just that genuineness, like yeah. very, very quickly with you. But so I think anybody that would spend time with you can see that because yes, there are those, and we've all yeah. heard of them, seen them, what have you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to be skeptical in some yeah. ways, right? It it's is. It's good to be cautious. It is. Well, yes. it is because there's yeah. people out there who are, and, yeah. and, and not just in this, but in any business. Yes. We've yeah. met them everywhere, no matter where you go, in what business, what industry, mm-hmm. what passion. There are always people who are ready, willing, yeah. and able to take advantage of it. Yeah. And then there are also really good people. And then there are the... <laughs> and there exactly. are real. And, and I, they're real. You know, I had an opportunity to go down to San Diego. And I went and I um, I did some training with James Von Prague, which is, he's a medium down there. And um, uh, so I was in a room full of people that were, you know, mediums and psychics. And people were trying to, you know, hone their skills or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, there are a lot of people that don't know what they're doing and they you know they're not they don't have integrity and it's like okay now I can see why people might be skeptical yeah Yeah. you know but you know what I said they they have this joke it's like your loved person loves you oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and so that's kind of like sometimes what you know we're getting and it's there's there's more to it than that yeah and I think like one of the things I've always said too is if if somebody doesn't have that genuineness in whatever they're doing in any sort of business that they're doing, because I mean, obviously it is a business for you now, Yeah. but if you don't have that genuineness, it, you know, what your reason is for starting that, for doing that, um, it's going to backfire on yeah. you eventually, right? Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to be anything. People will catch on 
Yeah. Right? That's, and that's the karma part. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes I've had people approach me like they want to be my business manager or they want yeah. to do, you know, kind of take me and like, oh, we'll do this for you or do that for you. And I just say to them, like, they are my business manager. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They they tell me what to do. Yeah. So when I'm sitting in, you know, the quiet and I've closed my eyes and I'm really listening to them, they tell me, you know, put these workshops on for grieving people, you know, travel here do this they they run the show mm-hmm. up there and I just follow and as long as it's in line with my heart we go for it so they're my team so and would you say then that you have like some go-to advisors like mm-hmm. there's some like specific ones that you're communicating yeah, so with my grandmother is one okay. of my guides yeah and uh she is with me all the time uh, it's interesting. Some of the palette of patients I've worked with have been some guides for me at, during certain points. Mm. So we were really close here and then they go over there and then they help me wow. out. So um, that's that's what happens. And um, this is really interesting. I have a lady that um, I read for when her daughter died and her daughter has become my guide hmm. over the last five years or something like that. Really? Yeah, since 2012. So she just started following me around and it was like relentless. And then one day I turned to her daughter who's on the other side. I said, why? Like, why do you keep following me? And she said, I'm your guide. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, even though we have an age here, our souls don't have an age. And so... So, like, when you die, are you that age in in heaven? No. Like, your soul has all the wisdom of all of who you've been and who There's you're about really to be. There's not really an age, is there? But when... Okay. But when they kind of show themselves to me, they'll show themselves to me usually the age they were when they passed away so that we can recognize them. Okay. Because if I... You know, if you're... Let's say your dad passed away when he's 20... And I said, oh, there's, you know, somebody here that's 60. You'd say, oh, well, my dad passed away when he was 20. So right. you have to, they're, they're going to come through in a way that we can recognize them. So we know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They don't really have an age. But. Okay. That's very cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. What about, what about like pets? <gasps> oh, I love pets. animals. Okay, so I did, um, so I'm going to tell this story. I did a event called Somewhere Over the Rainbow Bridge. And it was all pets, and it was here in Winnipeg. First of all, it was the saddest event I've ever done. Like, people love their animals so oh gosh, much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just like one dog and cat after another. And so, pets can actually show me who they were. Because remember, people communicate through thought and feelings. And so, the pet can actually show me like what color they were, sometimes say their name, how they died. Um, but the really funny part of that night was. I was reading and I kind of stopped in the crowd. It was like my first time doing just all pets all night. And I said, I wish you guys could see what I see. I said, I have a horse here and I have a dog here and a cat here. And I looked down and there's a chicken. Oh my gosh. A chicken. So I said to them, there's a chicken down here. (laughs) And I started laughing and this husband kind of hit his wife and he said, I told you your pet chicken would come through. Oh my (gasps) gosh. And so this woman had a pet chicken honest and her pet chicken chicken's name was henny penny henny penny oh of course and so she actually um i read her chicken 
in front of everyone, her personal that love chicken. Yeah. So and she posted a picture of Henny Penny on my Facebook page. So it is a true story. I read a chicken. Oh my oh god. And chickens actually have as much consciousness as a dog and a cat and a horse. So just so everybody's aware, it made me feel very guilty. I'm really sorry for eating chicken. Oh really? <laughs> I, wow. But vegetarian. I love chicken. Yes. Are you are you a vegetarian? I am. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Are you a vegetarian? Well, no, I'm trying to eat more plant-based though. So it's kind of now turning me off. Actually, we were just having a conversation, my son and I, on the way here because I have an all-vegan cafe. Yeah. And we made the most amazing tofu chicken nuggets, right? They were Southwestern fried tofu nuggets. We did them in a wrap with uh, less. Oh Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I could just eat that. Yeah. It tasted like so chicken and it looked like ha- chicken. Do you do own an all vegan cafe? Yeah, inside my store, inside Generation Green, we have Acorn Cafe. So it's it, fantastic. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. So you have experience with plant based food. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, so, then you don't have a reason to not be vegan. No, yeah. I know I don't. The more I've learned, okay, and and, and again, you know, yeah. like when I started a green um, store, yeah. it was about more like what safe what was safe for me okay I was dealing with a a health issue at the time so it was like okay I need safe skincare and I need safe cleaning products and and it just kept snowballing yeah and then when I started learning about the environmental factors and all that and then Mm -hmm. my staff majority of them are vegan and they're saying okay you know we really shouldn't get that because it's not vegan I said well we're not a vegan store well if we're a green store we should be a vegan store (laughs) like they're just took a lot of educating I think mm-hmm. to come around to this and yeah so I was like okay you know what I really do need to incorporate more more um vegan or mm-hmm. plant-based stuff into my diet and I say this all the time my business is it's like very self-serving in a way because it's like all the things I need and so it keeps on going it's like how this wildflower project I need to connect yeah. I need my tribe I need my community I need to grow that mm-hmm. and I need to talk about all these amazing people that I'm meeting so it just keeps on growing. So it's mm-hmm. all about the things that I want and need. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, I love it. Anyways, yes. Okay. So chicken, don't eat it. They yeah. have a conscience. That they is so absolutely funny. do. Yeah. But I can totally Henny believe Penny. that about the pet thing, though. I think because I love the name. Henny, Henny Penny. Penny. I'll never forget Henny Penny. No kidding. That would be a memorable one. I've but heard you read like horses and cats and dogs yeah, before. I'm My ne- dog was one of them. But really? I've was... never read a fish. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So maybe we can eat Maybe fish. there isn't a fish. <laughs> I'm joking. Maybe there's your limit. Yeah. And, but you know what? I've had that happen there, like because my dog passed away and I was like so, so attached to this dog. And I have actually, and it's been quite some time now because I have a, a new dog now, but before we had her, I could smell him. Like all of a sudden mm. I was be like, was Duff there? Like I could just, mm-hmm. I could feel him and I could smell him. Just moments of it. Like yeah. that. So, and that's a psychic sense of smell. It's something that you have, right? So, do we and all so really have this ability? We like, do really? Yeah, not to the same extent. Yeah. Like, some no. people are born to play the piano, and I could probably take a piano class and learn right. how to play hot cross buns. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, I could learn, but probably I would never be a concert pianist, right? Right. And so, I think there's things that people can do definitely to learn how to increase their psychic sense. And so, that sense of smell, people will talk about like smelling cigarette smoke selling smelling perfume smelling their person what their person smelled like so that's mm-hmm. a that's a common one 
Well, I think it's also, I don't think I really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be there with somebody else doing it. So like, okay, you obviously got this down. You can handle it. You can do yeah. it. I don't know if I could handle that, right? Yeah. So I think there's also that too, what you open yourself up to. But I do agree with you. Like It's like you have your God-given talents, right? You have these gifts yeah. um, that we all have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Different different types. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I totally can appreciate Well, what is it that we're, we're that using is. less than 10% of our brains? Right. There's a lot of, that's a lot Unknown. of brain out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I think science one day will be able to figure out how I can do what I can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love them to actually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know how I get that information, how, how it happens, what energetically happens. Part how, of you is what, open to, to that the, yeah, where it absolutely. isn't in like 99% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that day course that I did with you, mm-hmm. I found that really interesting because I went into it feeling guilty because I felt like I was using you almost mm. not using you yeah. but the the course in the day because I felt like a charlatan mm-hmm. I don't have these abilities mm-hmm. why am I taking this and mm-hmm. you said right in the in the write-up I think you don't need to have what mm-hmm. you think is the abilities I mean like I was validated going into it but in my mind I kept thinking no I don't belong here mm-hmm. but by the end of it when you had us turn to our neighboring person sitting, Mm -hmm. whoever we were sitting next to and say, okay, do a reading on them. Mm -hmm. It was kind of freakish. Yeah. It was kind of freakish when I actually focused and could shut my brain up because I really have a hard time shutting up in my brain. Mm -hmm. But I looked at her and started, I just, I just saw this open road and I saw like a, a motor home going down there and she was planning a trip. Hmm. And I just kind of went, whoa, cool. (laughs) And I think sometimes um, if we've had a really big loss, that's when you might want to take a class like that because people just want to connect for themselves too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a medium, but it's also good to learn how to do some of that for yourself so that you can still feel close to your person. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was one of the, that was one of my rants that day right before the Sunday before Amy's 25th birthday was part of my rant was how can I, 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 I can't keep going to Lisa. I can't keep relying on right. you. You know, I right. can't always go to you. I know you can't always get me. There's other people who need, who mm. need Lisa more than me, but I want you, I want to talk to Lisa, Yeah. <laughs> but there's other people who need you more. And so I was like, how can I, how can I do this? And that yeah. was, that was, and that was that's course. why I think those days are important too is because I think we all have that ability to connect and Mm. so you know not everybody's going to become a medium but wouldn't it be nice to talk to grandma once in a while or at least feel like if you ask grandma a question that you feel like you can get some sense of an answer from her Mm -hmm. or you know if you lose your daughter you can feel some closeness that yeah you know I taught one father and um he used all of the techniques that I've given him mm-hmm. over the years. And he can now have this very fluid relationship with his daughter. And he said one night he was sitting there watching TV. And he said to his daughter on the other side, like, what do you want to watch? And she popped an orange into his head. 
And he thought, oh, you want to watch Orange is the New Black? Okay, so we're going to watch that. And so spirit talks through thought and talks through ideas. So um, he's learned how to kind of master that. So I think if really if you if you can do some simple things, then you can learn how to do that for yourself. Because the thing is, you don't always need a medium. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. paying attention. It's paying attention to those signs and symbols. Yeah, mm-hmm. you taught me that as well because yeah, I was absolutely. always feeling this the brushing on the back the brushing on the back of my hair and I feel it all the time yeah but I never knew what it was and I asked you about it one day and you said well that's Amy yeah and I went what it's kind of like a little like kind of yeah tickle on the back of your neck and it's yeah. just, goosebumps it's down almost of your body. like she's just kind of like just Touching. lightly rubbing my hair yeah really. and I know it's her because it's always on this side not on this side when it's on the other side I know it's somebody else but this See, size. she's a medium. Look yeah, at her. <laughs> but I well, paid it. Like I start paying attention, yeah. and the signs are coming through, and I'll see, I'll, yeah. I'll hear something, or I'll see something, and I'm starting to pay attention now. When I get in the car, and I turn the radio on, and I go, <laughs> "Good one, Amy," because there's a song. Yeah, that's just playing, for you. and I'm going. You could not be more right. Yeah, like boy, did I need to hear that right well, now. Well, I think when you know when you change your perspective on things or when you open yourself to uh, believing something or wanting something probably more than anything it, it starts to to see it's like it's about manifesting as well right yeah you know absolutely. when you put your focus on something it's like you start seeing things you didn't see before because mm-hmm. that's where your focus is see I've never entertained the idea of having a conversation in it with anybody that's passed only because I guess I never really believed that you could but also because I don't know if I ever had those kind of connections with people that were in my life at one time that may have passed. Like, I didn't know my grandmother when she passed. Like, you know, we had been, Mm -hmm. I just didn't grow up with her. Um, My husband's grandmother, when she passed away, I was very close with her. But at the same time, I was like, okay, you know what? She lived a good life. And I was just like, I was okay with it. Amy was probably the first one where I was like, yeah, I I have trouble with this one for sure. But I, I don't know, I think I immediately tried to just find a place to, to, to process that, to, to figure it out. But I did find comfort, and I have to have her picture in my store, in my office, because I feel like she's watching over things, because we started this together, right? Mm-hmm. And there was one thing that drove her crazy that I did, and I can no longer do it. And it was like a, when you're counting out the, you know, the, the money and putting it in the till, and I used Heads. to just like count it and put it. And she had, she'd say, Sherry, it annoys me that you don't put all the heads the right way. And I'm like, oh, but what's the big deal, right? Because all the heads have to go the same Apparently end. they do. I get this. <laughs> and I will stop myself and I will start it over and put them all in the right way now. And I can't even help it. Mm-hmm. It is bizarre. But I do find myself talking to her in the store, especially, you know, what do you think? What should we do here? What would you say about this? Right. And I do. That's the only time, though, that I really ever wanted to be able to hear from somebody again, I suppose, or uh, know that they were okay, or know that they're still there. And I really do feel that she's she's watching over. I genuinely do. I feel like she's there because there's no way she would ever want it to to go, you know, to be not be a part of it still. So I just Amy uh, called Sherry second mom. Yeah, Yeah. well, because, you know, I had three boys, right? I had three boys. I have three boys. (laughs) And I always wanted a girl and she kind of looked like the girl that I envisioned having. And yeah, so I used to always say, I said, you know, you're just like the daughter I had dreamt of having. Mm-hmm. And because I had actually lost my first baby that was a girl, I just kind of thought 
that maybe, you know, somehow you were just like that baby that I was could have had, that girl that I could have had or what have you. So yeah, there was just some kind of lovely connection that we had and she was a very old soul so it was very easy to sit and have tea with her and and have life chats and and what have you but uh yeah so I definitely feel that comfort now but never went looking for it before Mm -hmm. so I think that's the the other thing too is that if it's not in your vision then um you know you're not going to see it definitely what about what about like bad spirits do you get those people coming in (laughs) Well, like in life, there's like people that are really great and good. And then there's people that I call pesky or like lower vibrational kind Mm -hmm. of people. They might be like, "Mm," you know, angry all the time or they might be looking to, you know, take your stuff or, you know, they might have stuff going on. And so the same is in the spirit world. Um, I call them lower vibrational spirits and, you know, they're not really interested in learning their lessons right now. They're kind of in kindergarten. They, you know, want to just do pesky things and, but you know, are they evil? No. Okay. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't met an evil spirit. I've met pesky ones okay. and not too many. When I sit there in my meditation, I only ask for spirits that are of my vibration or higher. Oh, okay. That, so, I was going to say, like, is there a way to protect yourself absolutely. from that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you wouldn't leave your front door open, right? Right. You know, you have a security system and you have, you know, a camera. We I have a front doorbell camera. So, yeah. you know, you make sure that you're doing the things that, that to keep the pesky people out. And did that just come to you, like, like, to learn that, to know that? Did you have, like, guides to tell you what to do with that? Like, how mm, to protect yourself? Or I think I kind of, I learned that over the years. Okay. You know, I had a couple experiences where they, I, the pesky spirits came. And, you know, I, I want to say a little bit, you know, unnerving. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it wasn't, like, scary. But it was like, oh, this isn't great. So I learned over the years how to kind of keep things so that only good spirits come in Hmm. yeah it's kind of like uneducated right like when you're just starting out and you're thinking oh this is great I used to do um like ghost tours and that's kind of where that happened ghost tours (laughs) for fun right yeah that would be sounds like fun (laughs) it's fun you know paranormal have you ever seen those shows like paranormal state and stuff like it's kind of like i would probably do that kind of like a kid in a candy (laughs) store it's like ooh, let's like say make a noise now right and you can you actually can there are ghost tour companies in the city and um you can experience it for yourself it's just that like when you're kind of messing with that kind of stuff you know Mm -hmm. you get the pesky ghost following you home you yeah. mentioned once it was I went to one of your um, well it was the one you were talking about the um, heaven for the holidays yeah and came to the after I can't remember what you yeah. call it like the VIP or whatever yeah. the afterward like thing question and answer yeah kind of and you were talking and I like the way you explained it there you talked about them being pesky there's the you'd never met anything evil or anybody no. evil but pesky yeah and pesky. you just asked them to leave but I like how you explain that there's a lot of people who. Um, I don't know, is it almost like purgatory? <laughs> yeah. They they leave this life and time is different there. It's not yeah. the same as it is here. It, it's mm-hmm. got, you can't even compare, but they go there and the crossover 
can take a very long time for some people because they're not ready yet. They're not ready to give up that earthly mm-hmm. anger, bitterness, mm-hmm. whatever. And mm-hmm. I like that. I, I understood that kind of resonated with me. I went, mm-hmm. that makes sense. They yeah. get there and they're so stubborn. They can't give it up yet. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it purgatory, but maybe no, that, yeah. It's I not think really, I would just call it kind, kind of, of the, similar. I would call it the space between. Yeah. The space between. The space between. And it's okay. Like, I mean, everybody has their time and, um, it's kind of hard to like, maybe I'll just explain a little bit about that. So somebody said to me, like, what happens to the atheists? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. Right. And so what happens when you leave your body, your energy kind of goes into the space of like, I don't know, awareness, I guess you could call it. And if you're an atheist and you're thinking and you're conscious, you have this consciousness that goes, huh, I'm not here. I'm not in my body anymore, but I'm still thinking and mm-hmm. I'm still, I still have consciousness. So there must be something more because I'm still conscious. I'm yeah. still having this consciousness, even though I'm not in my body. And then it's almost like immediate, you get embraced by the light. So mm. that's what happens to an atheist. And there's some people, I mean, they're not stuck. Nobody's ever stuck. So I want to make sure that I kind of put that, like, nobody's stuck. No, not stuck, but they but might they, be there longer than some others. They may just want to hang out a little longer. Okay. That's is okay. it because, like, this would be my fear, is yeah. that I wouldn't want to let go of, you know, watching over my kids and, you know, just the attachments yeah. I have. That love is so strong. You can totally do that from the other side. Ah. And you can and you can do both. You can be there and you can totally watch over your kids. Hmm. Because once you're a mom, you're always a mom. Yeah. Even from the other side. You'll never miss a day. And your consciousness can expand to the point where you can be there and be here. And there's not really like and that I time and I imagine you recognize that mm-hmm. immediately. Absolutely. Now, you know, when you go over there and people say, well, what is it like? So I just want to tell you guys what it's like. You know what it's like? Of course yeah, she does. Oh, my gosh. I do. Yeah. Okay, I want to know. So <laughs> now... It, you know, some people may not have this experience in their in their personal experience, but it is like, you know, when you have a baby and you hold your baby for the first time and you look down and you have all this love, like mm-hmm. it's just like the happiest moment of your life. Like if you've had children, yeah. it is literally the happiest moment when you first hold your baby for the first time. Yeah. That's you going into heaven. Mm. You are now being held by love. And that love is holding you with as much love as you held that baby and that love times a thousand. Wow. So that is the love that you run into and there's a vibration and it has a sound to it and the sound kind of sounds, it's like a whole bunch of voices blend together singing and the sound runs through you. Wow. Yeah. It runs through you and the, the, um, the colors are vibrant and iridescent. So every color has all the spectrums of the color in it. And, you know, what you believe here translates to there to give you more comfort. So if you believe in Jesus, you will see Jesus. Mm, you know, wow. if you believe in Buddha, you will see the Buddha. And so it's like it's, it's there because there's a thousand and one paths to God. There is nobody that is right over the other. And there's a thousand ways to get there. Huh. That's beautiful. That is really lovely because, you know, I had, I have 
even if you're an atheist yeah and i have experienced yeah so many different religions trying to find the right one it's like which one feels right and i'm trying to listen to my gut it's like there's a little bit there and there's a little bit there a little bit and, and none of them really resonated with me though a hundred percent and it's like like i'm just gonna try them all so i have all my bases covered here okay <laughs> i'm gonna do everything but really for me the most the one that makes the most sense is just to be in nature to be connecting and just being sitting in awe of this amazing beautiful uh yeah world you know uh that's what i and that find is, is my religion yeah and that is god okay okay good all yeah. right so i'm not so gonna worry so much nope. about no. doing it wrong and making mistakes not at all it's always in the back of my we head we all end okay, up you're in gonna the same mess place. up you're we gonna all mess end up, up. In the same i stopped place. worrying about it a long time ago yeah yeah and absolutely through wow. you because it just made yeah. sense i don't know it's a scary oh. thing like we don't talk a lot about dying we don't talk oh a gosh, lot about no. death yeah. because we want to avoid it meanwhile mm-hmm. we're all going to experience we all came it. from it we all and we're all going to it exactly and none of us can escape it yeah but it used mm-hmm. to cause me a lot of anxiousness a lot of anxiety yeah, there's I think actually a lot of people can say that a lot of people that are scared of dying yes mm-hmm. They're terrified and it's something that's with them all the time. And so people actually come to see me just to talk about their fear of dying. I wish I had known about that because there was a time where I would go through like severe panic, panic attacks. attacks. Yep. Yep. I, and nobody could wow. talk to me about the end of the world. Like if they ever talked about things like that, I'd be like breaking down, freaking out, you know, trying to do breathing exercises yes. because I'm not ready for that to happen. I, I don't know. I'm not armed. Right. And I think because I'm a bit of a control freak like that. Right. I was like, I got to do all things, get all my ducks in a row here, make sure I'm doing it all right. And I wasn't doing, I was not, I just didn't feel like I was. So it freaked me out all the time to the point that I would be having panic attacks. So gosh, yeah. If I had known you back then. Yeah. People come to me for that reason. Just to kind of like, they just want to know. Yeah. Like, where are we going? Yes. You know? Oh, I yeah. hope that who's ever listening to this, you know, is, is getting some comfort just from that even, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need to talk about it more. Just like we need to talk about grieving. And well, I think grieving, death. Yeah. All where we go, things, yeah. where we start from, where we yeah. come from. Because where do we come from? Because yeah. if we're yeah. going somewhere, it probably means we came from somewhere too, right? Same place. Same place. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, people, you don't think of that. People will accept the heaven thing. Yeah. But then they kind of don't accept that maybe you already came from there. Been there, done that. Yeah. Just passing through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I found that when I don't think I've ever really been afraid of death, but when Amy died, I didn't care if I lived or died. Mm-hmm. But it was for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 Now, I'm still not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to go mm-hmm. because there's lots that I'm doing here, and I got a beautiful granddaughter and two other beautiful daughters. And, you know, my husband and friends and family. And so I don't necessarily want to leave, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid to leave either. But it's for totally different reasons now. Yeah. Now it's more of a, I know where I'm going. Yeah. So don't, don't give me a choice. I know where I'm going. I don't want a choice. <laughs> I want to go where you're going, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because it just looks Somebody, beautiful just right from here. I was <laughs> like interviewed uh, by this documentary and it was down in LA and they're like, are you scared to die? I was like, no. You know, the only thing I don't want to do is because I have my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to leave them as right. a mom. But, you know, otherwise I know where I'm going. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to stay there for a little while. Yeah, that's really? what I was saying too. Like, is I'm good with that. I'm okay. I know where, I know where the, like, don't give I'm me a like choice. Don't say, do you want to go here or there? I'm like 150% sure. Like, I know. Wow. So Okay, I want, no I doubt. want to have that. Well, yeah, lots d- of people you, don't have that certainty. No. Because you, like, people go, oh, you never really know, but I know, so. Okay, I'm just going to go off yours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeding on it. I'm feeling That's it. Great. And I'm, I'm yeah. Because for me, it's, yeah, it's always been about my kids too. And yeah. I like that analogy about what you're saying because, I mean, I, I actually wrote a poem about it too. It's called Perfect Love because that is that moment. I, I, I can think back even 28 years ago, you know, that moment and seeing that face. It's vivid. It, that emotion that is connected right there. It's, yeah. it's so pure and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it's one you just can never forget. And you know why it's so pure is because the soul just came from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are holding a piece of heaven in your arms. Yeah. And it's shiny and new. And, and perfect. perfect yeah I don't know if it was Josh that said it to my middle son or my middle son said it to the youngest one when he was born he's like tell me all about heaven tell me all the secrets oh that's so <laughs> whispered cute. it to him right because yeah. really believed like he just came from heaven yeah Aww, yeah that's sweet it was really adorable actually just tell me something tell me all the secrets <laughs> oh it's so lovely yeah so lovely well, you've had your share of trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just want to know from you, I know you've had a very difficult year. The past year has been very tough on you. Yes. Um, you've not just had personal grief loss, but you've, you know, you've also had, I'm sure, mm-hmm. personal relationship, job. I mean, everybody, we all yeah. go through those, but you've had some some very significant. difficult, significant grief mm-hmm. loss this year. Yeah. How so, do you deal with it? Well... There's a couple of things that have happened, and probably the biggest thing is my children's other parent passed away this year, and that has been uh, left me being a single mom oh with two very small grieving children. Yeah, and um, there's a couple of things that happen. I think that are quite profound. Was uh, before it happened, my grandmother, who we talked about earlier. Uh, appeared to me I was doing a show in Regina and I was doing my meditation I was sitting with Sheena Grob who I tour with and you know I was talking about this meditation earlier that I that I do it's about a half an hour and in the meditation she appeared to me and she said to me somebody very close to you is going to die oh no but you're gonna be okay and so this was uh, the first week in April and I sat on pins and needles like I thought maybe it's my kids. I like I just didn't know. So I told all my friends, everybody I knew, thinking like a person would think if I talk about it enough, if I tell everybody, everybody be on guard, then everybody will be on guard and nobody's going to die. And um, six weeks later on May 14th, I got the phone call and we talk about the, I talk about that to people. Like you just never know when you're going to get that phone call. And lots of people will get that phone call once in their life where it just hits them out of the blue. It was Monday. It was 5:45 in the evening. And I got these panicked phone calls and, um, I was sitting in my car and, um, my ex-partner, um, her best friend called me and she said, um, uh, you have to know that, you know, somebody found her unconscious. And my first thought was like, okay, let me get to the hospital. Like, where is she? You know? 
And then she said to me, and she didn't make it. Oh my gosh. And I'm sitting in my car by myself, you know, at the side of the road. And I just dropped my daughter off at dance class. And I was like, oh my God. Like, my whole world changed in five seconds. Yeah. So I'm sure you can appreciate that, yeah. Allison. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so you kind of go through this, like, surprised mm-hmm. thing like this can't really be happening and then you I think I'm not too sure you kind of let out a sound that you let out when yeah. you, something like that happens and all I could think of was like what am I supposed to tell my children Yeah, like w- how am I supposed to tell them that their mom isn't going to be picking them up from school tomorrow and or any other day or any other day and it's like I just dropped my kid off at dance class and her whole life is going to change wow you know so um but then I had this thought because it didn't hit me right in that moment I was like oh my gosh my grandmother told me about that yeah and the day before was actually mother's day oh and so we'd all had brunch for mother's day that Mother's Day. So that was my last time seeing her Aww. and um, the other mother of my children. And in that Mother's Day brunch, I actually told her about my premonition <gasps> that somebody was going to die in oh, the family. Oh, just got goosebumps. And yeah, I told her that the day before and less than 24 hours later, she had passed away from a medical condition. So it was, uh, it was absolutely pulled, like... I, pulled my stomach out and shoved oh it up my throat gosh. kind of thing and we had um we were co-parenting but we had been together since our early 20s so I'd known her for almost half of my life for 20 years and uh like I said we were co-parenting we had Mother's Day brunch together the day before oh, so you know we spent Christmases together and we've been separated for about four years but we'd been together for I think 16 so a long time and uh so since then I've been raising the children essentially as a widow so oh, yeah oh my goodness I'm so sorry yeah. and but I really do believe that this experience has deepened my practice because uh, I remember doing an event probably about a year previous and I was reading this woman and obviously I'd never experienced something that profound right you know I'd lost my grandmother but again lived a good life and she was ready to go and I'd lost my dog and so um, but not to not to that and I thought to myself one day I'm gonna have that phone call I just knew it mm-hmm. I just knew my life would include that and I think for some reason for myself and I don't want to talk about other people grieving I needed that to be able to continue my mission because I know what it's like to be on the other side of that phone call mm-hmm. you know I know what it's like and you want to know what I did I wrote a medium <laughs> <laughs> really I really did yeah, I have a medium that I use down in Southern California. Oh my and gosh. I wrote him a letter and I said, because I think you need to wait some time. I said, you know, th- you know, something happened. I didn't want to tell him what. <laughs> because I want the full, like, I know he's real for sure. 
but I wanted to make sure that he had no information because the least information we have as mediums, the better we are. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the key. We don't need to know anything. Right. We're, we don't want to know anything. We don't anything. want to know anything because then our mind gets into it. Yeah. Right. So I just said something happened. I want to see you a year from now. And he has a wait list like me, like it's long. And so it's two or whatever years. And so he said, yeah, I'll get you in, you know. And then he kind of checked up on me six months later he said I know he's like I know you know that this something's happened and I'm just making sure that I can still see you so I have an appointment to see him because it was May 14th so this uh in the next couple months wow so yeah I believe in them so much I called my own so well that was where I was kind of going with that was like who do you go to when something like that happens and And do you get closed off yeah so his name is Bill Phillips he's out of Southern California and so he has a similar wait list he has a book he tours he does the same kind of things as me somehow I came upon him a couple years ago and you know uh, I always kind of joke I have you know a couple different mediums in my will with some money for my kids to go and see mediums like I want them to be able to connect, you know, and my kids know, like, if I go somewhere, there's places for them to go and talk to a medium. Mm-hmm. And do you, so do your kids know what you do and they what you're do. all about, eh? Yeah. Okay. They, you know, the, the thing about it is, too, um, they know what I do, but I don't tend to bring their mother up um, in that way. Like, I don't say, oh, your mom's here. Yeah. But she's definitely part of the parenting decision still. And mm. like within the family. Aww. So I do ask her, like, what do you think I should do? Or, um, but I don't, because I don't want to rub up against their wounds, right? Right. I'm really conscious of like, they know what I can do. But then, you know, if they want to talk to mommy or if they want, you know, to communicate that way, I can do that for them, but only when they're ready. And mm-hmm. they're really not ready for it. Like, um, but as far as grief is concerned, I think it's so important when people are grieving to give them the time and the space to grieve and to give them permission to grieve. I think that's the different thing for my right. kids is because I'm around it all the time. So I know and I'm comfortable with, you know, we have her memorial, you know, right outside their bedroom. Um, we put, um, her voice inside teddy bears. I was able Aww. to find like a voice clip. You know, we have pictures of her and like collages in their room. And so I give them the opportunity to grieve their mom. And mm-hmm. I think that's important. Like if there's anybody out there that has kids that have lost their parents, please let them continue to talk about the parent, keep the parent alive. Yes. Almost like they're in the room all the time. Yeah. I agree. And with actually, that. that's the same with everybody. Yeah. You know, when you've had a loss, it's important to keep those people as alive as possible because that helps us. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really hard is when people won't bring it up. Yeah. Allison and that's and I our were society. talking about that yeah. too. Uh, we it's were talking like, about that in the last yeah. podcast. They don't want to ask. Yeah. It's like, just because you're not asking doesn't mean it's not there. No. Our society is such that it's it makes people it's like taboo. It makes mm-hmm. them more uncomfortable. Yeah. They, they say that they don't want to, they don't want to upset you. Yeah. But really, I think they're just, it makes them more uncomfortable to talk about it. Because Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And again, like I said, I think we need to teach mm-hmm. grief therapy in, yeah. in in elementary school. I really mm-hmm. do. Like, I think it's something, it's part of life. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It just needs to be talked going about. going to experience it to some Whether it's extent, their, whether it's their hamster, pet or, yeah. hamster or their grandfather or their parent yeah. or their sibling mm-hmm. or a friend. Yeah. It's going to happen. And, and it looks differently for everybody too. That's the other thing. Yeah. And not to judge one person's grief, you oh, know, absolutely. compare it with another or what have you, yeah. because it yeah. is very different for everybody. Just as our our everyday reactions and emotions are to 
different events, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a hard one for people because they're thinking you're not doing it right. You haven't done it long enough. Yeah. You've done, you know, too short. Too short. I exactly. did it this way. You should do it that way. And it's yeah. like, well, you're a different person than I am. And yeah. You know, and this is, I said this the other day, and I think this kind of captures it is your pain and your grief is uniquely designed for you. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely it's like a fingerprint and so you have to honor it that way and i think when these things happen to us it was designed for our life it was the pain was designed for us for our growth and our our way of being now i don't want to say that that's the only part to the story because i think grief and loss are oh, really hard not. um but it's our journey and it's only ours to have and nobody uh has the right to judge that journey or, you know, Mm -hmm. some people, and it's a journey. There is no destination when grief happens. Mm -hmm. No. You know, when you lose somebody, it's a journey. It's forever. And it it is. And and nothing is going to make that, you know, all of a sudden healed. No. And there is this thing like, you know, time heals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, time creates like a distance. It helps. It um, helps you learn how to deal with it. Yeah. And it, it makes it different, but it doesn't make it better. No. There's definitely things you can do. Like lots of people ask me, like, what can I do? I got an email today from a young lady and she said uh, she's 20 years old and she lost her mom last year and her mom's 50. Oh. And she said, I just don't know what to do. I've been to mental health counseling. I've done, you know, all these different things and I still don't feel better. Do you have any tips for me, Lisa? Oh. Mm. And so I kind of feel like, you know, she's going to be watching this at some point. And the, the tip is, and I'm learning this for myself, is just be in it. Mm. You know, cry when you need to cry, yeah. smile when you need to smile. Don't feel like you have to get through it because there is no getting through it. There's just being with grief, Yeah. you know, and it's like people are just so desperate to get out of it because mm-hmm. it's such a yucky feeling. But the more you feel it and the more you express it, the more it starts to dissipate. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no getting out of it. And believe me, I've tried. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we all have, you know, and it's just devastating when it kind of rips, like basically like even my career, like I was in the middle of signing a deal to go and tour down in the States, like literally days before this happened. And, you know, entertainment people aren't exactly the. I don't know. Most compassionate? Yeah. It was like, okay, so (laughs) when are you touring? It's like, I'm not. I can't leave my kids now. Like, they don't want me to leave. Like, I don't want to leave them. Mm -hmm. Like, no, there's nothing, you know? And so there was all these things in the works for me. And it was like, you know, my whole life went from like halftime parenting where I could tour, you know, on the weeks off and um, to really just being at home with my kids. So it just was a real humbling experience. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And they're, I mean, now uh, kids are resilient. So uh, obviously it's still very fresh for them, but they're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they've got a very healthy... They're getting a very healthy perspective mm-hmm. on it and you're not sugarcoating anything and you're not hiding anything from no. them. You're allowing them, like you say, to experience just, their grief. Yeah, because grief and really that's is, healthy. you know, that there's just that all that love still and just it never goes away. You're forever going to love that person. Yeah. And miss that person. And miss that person. And have your moments. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that, you know, we've had this yeah. chance to talk to you. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know, I just, I actually feel a, a, a complete calmness here now. Like, 
I don't know, maybe I needed to have some things just, you know, clarified for me or yeah. I don't know somehow you've made me just feel very calm inside and you know knowing yeah that there is something else but you know right here what we're doing right now too is so important and is is it is all this journey and it's yeah. you know um so I mean we don't want to you know, glorify all that, even though it is very glorifying. We also want to be present here right now and and be doing the most we can with our lives right now and connecting with those people that are in our lives. And I think that that is something that we we need to always make more time for. Um, That's what our wildflower project's all about is the whole connection. And there's nothing to say that that connection doesn't continue to spirit. Yeah, No, it's true. They were a massive part of our lives and always will be yeah i mean yeah you can't absolutely. get away from that no look at we got we got communities growing all over the place i know yeah. <laughs> it's lovely and so tell people how they can get a hold of you and uh okay. I get, i'm going so, like back to this professional now <laughs> okay so um you can go to canadianmedium.com so or lisascrivens.com either one um there's lots of different ways to connect with me so uh, i'm doing an event here in winnipeg on may 4th or 3rd oh my gosh it's no you uh, got i know you oh, have one go. may 10th okay so um so I have, well, I have a heaven for the hall or not heaven for the holidays, uh, a night in heaven oh, and it's in Brandon on May 3rd and Winnipeg, May 4th Great. and Regina, June 21st, no, June 15th, sorry. Um, and, um, that is, uh, just a, a live group reading so they can come and, uh, we have, a promotion on right now mm. um just if you're a part of my group you can enter the discount code hope and uh that will give you discounted tickets and this is sort of your group on facebook uh, my group on facebook okay um and then we have uh so if that's just it's an evening and then if you want to spend the day with me i have some events around mother's day unfortunately the mother's day one's sold out um but we have one for father's day we have a couple of seats left in that and one if you've lost a partner and so those are full day events uh the lunch is catered and um people get to spend the whole day with me and they get a reading and they get to learn how to connect for themselves so that's um, may 10th for mother's day june 14th for father's day and uh, june 21st for if you've lost a partner Right. And then uh, the next thing that I'm doing is for people who are intuitive, uh, who want to learn more. Like, So these are the people that have had a little gift and want to. I have a workshop week, and it's the first week in May. And so we have an intuition and then a level two and a level three for people who are experts and want wow. like to kind of learn from me. Um, so that's workshop week, and that's always the first week in May nice so, very yeah cool. and so, the heaven for the holidays that must be a, a huge one because that's a, that's a tough one eh yeah i mean heaven for the holidays uh next year will be the seventh year of heaven for the holidays mm, wow. and so it's always the third saturday in december and the holidays are hard yeah they're just so hard and so it's just a, like a heartwarming evening to come yeah. together and grieve there's always kleenex and hershey kisses on every seat oh so. 
Yeah. Oh, and there's always laughter nice. too. Yeah, there yeah. is. It's not there's so sad. many things that but happen. But heaven's really funny, funny, you know? Like it people is. are they just like they wanna tease you about your hair and like talk about how you chew with your mouth open. Yeah. And, like oh. they just tell you all these things, you know, because they're funny too, right? I don't know they're if you having, remember they're having a good time. Yeah. Amy saying to my other daughter, Brooklyn, for God's sake, get your hair cut. It's <laughs> awful. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh and goodness. she did the very next day she went and got it cut off she got it cut super short and adorable yeah. yeah and so they I mean they say things because they're having fun up there too like if dad was funny here dad's gonna be funny there mm-hmm. so yeah so nice. th- that those are ways to connect with me if you um so oh, I forgot to mention so if you want to come for a private reading we have a waitlist lottery so you enter your name on the lottery and then we pick names at random uh, every three months and so we pick like a whole bunch of people and then we give them a link and a secret code to uh, book an appointment with me and my schedule pulls up and they can book it online and so uh, again, you can go to canadianmedium.com and hit join the waitlist. And so it's really, um, we call it spirit chosen. Mm-hmm. And so we don't sit and go through the names. Then we just, they're just random generated names. So uh, that's how you can and get I an can appointment. And I guarantee they're spirit chosen. Yeah, they are. They, <laughs> they are. absolutely are. Yeah, I just trust that whoever's meant to see me will see me. And because I live in Winnipeg, you know, people are like, do you still do private readings? And it's like, I do, but I can't get through, you know, the 6,700 people. So um, I do readings three days a week. So, and I read, you know, do between 10 and 15 readings a week. So I still work every day and uh, I will continue to do that. And if people are like, do, can you do them over the phone? Can you do them via yeah. Skype? So I do Skype reading. So some people aren't from here. Yeah. So if all over the world. So if you put your name on the wait list and you live in England, then you can have a reading from me. Yeah. Cool. And the phone works the same way. Your spirit stands next to me and tells me all the information. So just because you're on the phone, it actually works just as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. You're just like such an awesome person. Aw, I'm so glad that I got a chance to actually sit down here and talk with you in person. Like I said, yeah. I've seen you, yeah. but not just to, I don't know, really feel from you like this yeah. genuine loveliness mm. that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been so special. Aww, so special. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Allison. Thanks, Aww. Allison. All I can do is say thank you because yeah. you know. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know how I feel. You have been my lifeline and we have met far more times than we probably should have. Well, not, maybe not should have. Obviously, we should Everything have. Everything happens for a reason. Amy yeah. got us together every single time. But uh, yeah. from my perspective, personally, thank you. Yeah. And from as far as the Wildflower Project, so happy to have you on this. Oh, thank so you so excited. much. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. And of course, we want to thank um, Brian here at uh, GW Architecture at uh, 44 Princess for allowing us to record in his beautiful space. Um, That's always so wonderful of him. And uh, until next time, everybody, just uh, keep blooming big time. Peace.